Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Well, last week I said it was going to be like Christmas Eve. Santa delivered. <laughs> delivered in round one. So let's hope he delivers again this week. Yeah, he did. Hey there, Mojo Sports fans, and welcome to the NRL Show. Your host, Lainey, here, and how great is it to have Rugby League back? You might agree that round one of the NRL was a thriller. As you heard in that tidbit before, Santa certainly delivered. A few members of our panel made it to some of the matches. Anthony was out at Shark Park for the Cronulla versus Souths game. Lachlan was at Lang Park for the Dolphins versus Roosters game. And I went along to Leichhardt Oval for the Tigers taking on the Titans. All Queensland teams won their matches and disappointed a few teams who were looking to kick off round one with a big win. But we will definitely be touching on the performances from round one. Of course, with some opinions peppered in there as we give you our preview of round two. The Manly Seagulls, after their performance in round one, deserve the bye and are so rested this week. We have the full panel, Gabby, Emma, Anthony and Lachlan. Hope you enjoy the show. So let's get into it. The first matchup for round two is Panthers versus Rabbitohs. Anthony, I know that the uh, Rabbitohs is your team. I'm sure you're pretty keen um, to give us some insights as what you think about this preview matchup with Panthers and Rabbitohs. Well, yeah, it's a funny one because Latrell, like today, they were saying he was out and then he wasn't out, so no one really knows what's going on there yet. Uh, Penrith last week didn't start as well as everyone thought they would. If I remember correctly, I think I tipped Brisbane and no one believed me. Actually, I didn't tip Brisbane. I did tip, like, I changed that later, but I told everyone on the podcast that Penrith would get up comfortably. And then I think I said I had a feeling Brisbane would win. And they got up. So, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, Penrith last week, a bit shaky, as everyone probably expected, without Coruscant and uh, Kikau, without Coruscant, Kikau there. So, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one, but Souths should get up if the Trolls playing. It all depends on if the Trolls playing or not. I think if the Trolls not playing, it's going to be a bit weird because South's forward pack's a bit a bit soft this week with the losses of Totola and Dry Arrow. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But hopefully South can get the job done. But yeah, Penrith will definitely turn up. They won't be as soft as they were last week, to be honest. And then that um, golden point loss to the Broncos. As I watched the match um, from round one, I just loved the fact that it was Reynolds that was the one to sort of serve quite nicely a bit of experience on a platter to uh, Nathan Cleary and say, this is what, you know, seven extra years of football gets you, um, where you're able to make these tactical decisions on the field uh, when you kick. I couldn't help but um, also notice, um, like Lachlan made the comment last week that he thought that Panthers were going to come out really slow following like the new lay of the land um, and also Luai um, having to sort of make some adjustments and the pressure on him. I mean, we certainly saw that um, on the field and um, I think Broncos uh, took advantage of that as well. So I'd, I'd be interested to see how Panthers sort of recalibrate coming in um, to this matchup. But again, just further to what you say about Latrell, um, interesting to see what's going on with him because, you know, as you've said in the past, he is a key, key player for that team. Yeah, it'll be interesting because, like, he's like the rock of that team. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Last week, he didn't really get all much against Granola. I don't think he did most of the work. I think it was more on, like, Ilias and 
Cameron Murray and that. Like, Katie Walker and Latrobe were missing a bit. Lachlan mm-hmm. Ilias killed it. I thought he really shone for South last, last week. He was our best on the field, I think, easily. I've tipped the Panthers, but only because I'm pretty worried about Latrell's, um knee, to be honest. Um, it's always, you never really know what what's going on, but they were talking about after the game that it could be his PCL. If it's his PCL, why would he be playing in, the, in like a game now? Like, it's the start of the season. If he goes and damages it this game, then he's out for the rest of the season. So that's, I don't know. I, I, it's probably not. I mean, they it's hard to tell that on the night and at the time, but something like that doesn't sound too good. He's going to be, even if he does play well, I'm sure that they would be watching how many minutes he's playing, hopefully. Thanks, Anthony. All right, we've got Eels versus Sharks next. This will be a good game, I think. Para and Sharks, both teams are coming off losses from round one. Para obviously just missing out against Melbourne last week in an absolute thriller, um, if I do say so myself, being a Melbourne Storm supporter. Both teams look pretty solid across the park this week. Para, the only change they've got is Sean Russell coming in to replace Isaac Lumi Lumi on the wing who, by the way, absolutely killed it, I thought, for Para last week, put in good solid effort. And Sharks, obviously just tonight, Wade Graham has been given four weeks for his suspension for a high tackle. That's just recently I read that, and he's being replaced by Connor Tracy on the bench for the Sharks. Nico Hines is still out, but... He's being replaced by Braden Trindle, who I think was an absolute standout for me um, last week in the game against Souths. Both sevens in that game killed it, but Braden Trindle really shows that Cronulla have good depth in their side across the park. But I'm I'm picking Para just because of how strong they were against Melbourne. They were unlucky to miss out. But it should be a good game, should be a fiery game, um, which is exciting. I've I've also gone para just for that reason with watching them play the storm. It was they they really performed, I think. And um yeah, if they can do the same thing this week, I think they should get the win, but could go either way. True. The Eels have had about sixty percent of their wins at uh, that particular venue and Sharks only fifty percent wins. So it's all kind of going in terms of um, environmental favour toward the Eels. I should also point out that Mitchell Moses will be playing his 200th NRL game this coming weekend. So I think uh, there'll be a big turnout from Eels supporters to cheer him on to see, obviously, a victory um, for his 200th game, um, as they hope. Definitely, and hopefully that takes away a bit of the spotlight from the pressure he's been facing around his contract. I know he's been copying it in the media and... Let him just enjoy his 200 in style. Well, I think Eels should get the job done. Like, Sharks are a decent team and they gave us a good run for a majority of the game last week. But I think that – I don't know if you guys have seen Sean Russell play before, but he's actually not a bad winger. So he he should fill in the spots pretty well. But, yeah, Cronulla without Nick. Like, that Trindle had it – I bagged him a bit last week, but he actually probably was Cronulla's best player on the field last week. So – yeah, it could be anyone's game. So yeah, they should should Parramatta should definitely turn off. That should be good. Um, I'm I'm um, tipping that the Eels might um, definitely take this one out. 
All right, let's move on. So the next game that we've got to look forward to is happening between the Broncos and the Cowboys. Uh, wow, this seems to be the matchup of matchups that comes up all the time. Um, just um, on a side note, I was actually pretty pleased to see that all the Queensland teams had actually won their matches in round one. So now we have uh, Broncos versus Cowboys, two Queensland teams. Um, Emma, give us your rundown. What should we look out for? I mean, it's a pretty exciting matchup. Yeah, I'm so excited for this game. This is, apart from Origin and Finals, this is my favourite matchup of the year. Uh, it's always a good game. Sometimes it can be pretty close. Um, I think last year, I'm pretty sure, the Cowboys beat the Broncos by a bit, I'm pretty sure, last year. So hopefully they can do the same thing again this year. Scott Drinkwater, I think he performed really well last last week, so I'm hoping he keeps up that form coming into this week. The Broncos, though, they do have Reese Walsh's back um, and he's in at fullback, I believe, and then Cobo's going to switch to back onto the wing, which I think he plays better on the wing. That'll be interesting. Hopefully we can still still get the win over him. Um, yeah. Thanks, Emma. That was a pretty thrilling performance from both teams round one. I think this is over at Lang Park this week. So it'll be a sellout. Um, the only difference is no one's wearing Dolphins outfits um, this week. However, um, I'm pretty excited whenever these two teams um, come up together. Like you said, Emma, in previous weeks, it's always a great matchup between these two and they always bring it. I've literally, I've got both teams written down here and I've circled both of them because I just can't pick them I just can't they're both going it's going to be so exciting I think I'm going to go the Bronx sorry Em (laughs) only because coming off last week the win against Penrith I think they're going to have this momentum Cowboys killed it in the first half against the Raiders but Raiders sort of snuck up on them in the second half so it's going to be close I think it'll be within four points but yeah, I think I'm going to go to the Bronx. Bit of spice there for us. <laughs> okay, so the uh, next matchup we've got um, is between Roosters and Warriors. Last time these two teams faced each other's uh, the each other, the Roosters won quite convincingly. Um, and uh, I think since '98, the, the the amount of times that they've clashed up against each other, it's actually the Warriors that have won 21 times as out of the 42 that they've played, and and once was a draw. So um, this is going to be at the Roosters um, home ground here in Sydney. And like just thinking about the performance of last week, the Roosters have won about 64% of the time at this venue. And it was quite an upsetting loss against what was actually a determined Dolphins in round one. So I think they're pretty eager to prove themselves um, at this match and perhaps even appease their um, large membership base um, and fans. Um, so Try Machine Daniel Tupo will still be playing. From observation, the Roosters did actually struggle to get things going in attack. Uh, Victor Radley and Matt Lodge um, failed their head injury assessments, but Matt Lodge actually is getting um, surgery on his face. So Fletcher Baker will be coming in for him. Um, Joey Manu has been named to return. He had actually also a facial uh fracture um, that he suffered in the preseason. I see here that Rain and Smith are going through a uh, return to play protocol protocols after suffering those head knocks against the Dolphins. Um, and I don't know if anyone was watching the same game as me, but it felt like the Dolphins were going pretty hard at Brandon. So I'm not surprised that he um, is still trying to get clearance to uh, come back and play. So Drew Hutchinson goes back onto the interchange bench. 
and Corey Allen, interestingly, drops to 18th man. And um, Jared Warrior Hargraves uh, remains on the sideline with a back injury. The Warriors, I thought, looked pretty strong um, last week. I, I know that um, even my own review, I said that that they were perhaps 50-50 on paper um, next to the Knights. And also there was a bit sort of uncertainty with the new coach. We were waiting to see how he was going to prove himself. And now Andrew Webster, I think he's going to be buoyed off that win. You know, he's certainly um, going to be revving up his team because that win against the Knights for them, I think, meant everything. It sort of proved a bit for them. I think it meant more because it was also on home soil. So um, he's actually named an unchanged 17-man squad on the back of that first win. Uh, so Edward Corsi will be on the wing. Dalen Watene Zelezniak is actually facing a month on the sideline following a calf injury. So he will be missing, unfortunately. Uh, Saronin's listed amongst reserves. So he's trying to make his way back after um, a knee injury that's been plaguing him for a while. And uh, Jazz Tevanga still has a hernia issue. So um, they reckon he's going to be back in round three. Having a look at the team, they look pretty strong. Um, because it's on Roosters' uh, territory and, you know, I do have that theory about teams that travel and they don't do very well with uh, time zone differences, I think that the Roosters will be quite determined um, and have that advantage and come through uh, with a win. And I suspect they would have spent this last week working on all of their weaknesses, um, especially in defence as well. Um, I don't think they'll like to be embarrassed again with another loss and especially on their uh, home turf. So I think the Roosters will probably win this by about 10 points. Yeah, I'm also going the Roosters, um, yeah, as you said, because of that home ground advantage. Also, I'm sure uh, after getting beaten by the Dolphins, I can imagine the spray that they would have copped in the um, dressing rooms afterwards. Um, they deserved it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they didn't come out like they um, they wanted to win at all. I think the Dolphins really put them in their place and um, they were going to be wanting to really prove themselves this week. I think their pride would have taken a bit of a hit from that opening round. Um I think they, they came out like they expected to, to flog them and they got what they deserved. So they're really going to have to step up this week and I think I think they will. I think they'll be up for the challenge. I think they're really missing, particularly in last week's game against the Dolphins, they're missing JWH, pushing someone that a bit of a bully on the field. They lacked that that heart and that spirit and the aggression yeah that they sort of didn't want to be there I think like Mm. you said Lachlan they went out with the intent maybe a little bit too cocky in terms of they were going to smash the dolphins and I think the dolphins shut them up which was I guess what you get when you go into around like that with a big ego and in front of all those Dolphins fans. But, yeah, I think they're def- definitely missing, yeah, that that bit of aggression and uh, maybe Warriors have got that. I know uh, Jackson Ford last, last in round one was killing it. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that forward pack from the Warriors was looking pretty strong last week and if that um, squad is largely unchanged this week, um, hopefully they've got the energy to uh, bring that for their matchup against the Roosters. Well, Roosters got the return of Joey Manu, so that should be good for them. That's a big inclusion. With the Warriors, they played well last week. 
and I have a feeling, I don't know why, it may be because I don't like the Roosters, but I have a feeling that the Warriors could probably turn up and beat them, to be honest. I just, I see the Roosters after what I saw, from what I saw last week, I just see them starting the season very slow. I think they'll pick up during the year, but I've just got a feeling that they'll possibly go 0-2. They just didn't show any, as a few people were touching on, they didn't show any hunger last week, and I've just got that feeling that that, that spark won't hit for a bit. Uh, so the next that we've got coming up, it will be the Dolphins versus Raiders. Um, obviously, everyone's quite excited to see what the Dolphins will be able to pull out this week. Yeah, well, like I just touched on before, um, the Dolphins-Roosters game I think thought was one of the most exciting games. Um, I think just because it was such a shock to everyone. Um, as you know, I tipped them last week, but I didn't actually have that much confidence in them. If I did, I would have put a bet on they were paying like $4. Um, <laughs> but they really, yeah, came out so hungry and um, ready to just show everyone that they deserve to be there. Jermaine Asako, he was on fire. Anthony said last week, like, a few of the boys, like Felice Kafusi and the Bromwiches and that sort of thing, they, um, they're sort of towards the end of their career and they're only really there to um, help with, um, like, mentoring and that sort of thing. But seeing Kafusi play, like, he was out for blood I feel like every time he he made a tackle they were losing the ball and pretty much uh, I reckon he won the game for them on on those hard hits and it wasn't just him like everyone off the line was just straight away they they barely the wrestlers didn't really have that much time to attack they were just straight up in defense always onto them straight away ready to um do some damage and they were they put all their heart out on the field so um I think they really deserve the win. And if they can do that same thing this week, then um, I reckon they've got it again. The Raiders, yeah, I mean, they played well as well. They're pretty much, um, apart from Jordan Rapana, the similar team than last week. He's on suspension for that hit um, on Scott Drinkwater, I think it was. They're bringing in Hopawati there. Um, yeah, I think another one for to watch with the Dolphins is um, Katoa. He he was playing on Debu, and um, he's he's really interesting. Well, I guess just because he is so young and it's his first game, but he's got such an instinct for the footy. He'll he'll make mistakes, but that's only because I mean it's his first game. What what are you going to expect? And he uh, made a comment that the one of the first tackles that it did really hurt him. I reckon he'll do really well. So, yeah, I'm going to go the Dolphins. And they're over at Redcliffe Stadium as well. So uh, they'll have um, a good home ground advantage with uh, many fans turning up. I yeah. see that Mason Teague's been named to make his NRL debut off the bench um, for Dolphins. So that should be pretty exciting. I'm sure his whole family will be there to cheer him on as well. Josh Papali is still out for Raiders, though. So I think they're going to keep missing that particular, um, you know, strength that he also um, brings um, as he charges through. Probably similar to the point, Gabby, you made about just that aggressive nature that perhaps the Roosters are missing with JWH off. So, uh, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what that outcome is. But, yeah, I'm tipping the Dolphins as well, Emma. If they do win this, they will be the only, I mean, I think the Storm is the only other debuting team that have won round one and round two, um, you know, since they started. Another interesting stat is that apparently Wayne Bennett's won 14 of his past 17 games against um, any Ricky Stewart coach team. So maybe it's something in um, the way he uh, coaches that uh, gets his team to lift against uh, Ricky Stewart's coaching tactics. I'm, I'm so, so excited for this game and for the Dolphins. 
like the atmosphere around Brisbane last weekend for that game was just absolutely incredible. And now hopefully everyone's going to jump behind this club and give them all the help they need to go on a bit of a roll to start this season and really put themselves in a good position to be a good club over the coming, you know, decades. Um, they've sold out their home stadium at Redcliffe. be the first time they've played there as an NRL club. I'm just imagining, you know, all the Redcliffe Dolphins fans for, you know, 40, 50 years who will finally see their team in the NRL at that ground that they've been going to for so long. It just oh, it makes me so excited. I, yeah, I so hope that they can get the win. Yes. Oh, yeah, Dolphins. Obviously, they surprised everyone last week. No one really expected them to win, including me. Uh, Raiders, they started off slow, and then they – I was in, actually, I was in the car on the way to um, Souths and Sharks when that game was on uh, between Canberra and Cowboys, and I think the score got out to about 18-0 or something, and I thought it was, you know, curtains. And then when I got to the game, and I think it was about, like, 20 minutes before kickoff, I checked my phone, and Canberra had come back, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and – yeah, Cowboys ended up getting that home in that game by a field goal. But, yeah, I think, you know, I have a feeling Dolphins actually, they could continue that winning that winning feeling. I think they'll just get home. Yeah, I think you're right. I actually started watching their documentary last night. Um, I don't know if anyone's <laughs> had a chance, but um, it's really quite good. It certainly know how to evoke all of those emotions um, and, you know, bring it to the fore of just how the community feels about having this new team. It's it's really very good. And it's definitely the most I've ever heard Wayne Bennett speak ever um, and, and why it's it's been important for him to uh, come on and be coach for them. I'll start watching that tonight. At the end of it, you'll be wanting to start your own NRL club. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. Um, I think we're all pretty excited to see the um, Dolphins-Raiders match up. And so the next game that we have to look forward to, we've got a preview from Gabby. Gabby, it's Storm versus Bulldogs, and they're playing down in Melbourne. It's looking good for Melbourne, of course. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Melbourne are relatively the same as last week, coming off with a huge, not a massive win, but an exciting win from playing para. The big news to come from that was Cam Munster um, with that compound fracture to the finger, which was pretty gnarly. He's being replaced by Tyron Wishart, which he's he's pretty good at that filling in as 5'8", so they've got some good depth there. I thought Harry Grant and Josh King were so good in defence. Obviously, Harry's scoring that amazing try in the golden in golden point but yeah harry grant and josh king made a combined 114 tackles against Parramatta. hopefully they've still got that energy to bring against the bulldogs melbourne are staying the same xavier coates was expected to be out with a shoulder injury but he's been named in the side which is good the dogs have the same 17 as last week which will be good for them because i thought against manly they were a bit Dishevelled. I don't think they've adjusted to each other just yet. I think they've got a little bit to go in terms of building around each other, developing more around Kikiao. Reed Barney obviously played pretty well for them, but yeah, I think they've just got a few teething problems. The Bulldogs, I feel. So I haven't got them scoring even much against Melbourne. I've got them Melbourne winning thirty to ten against the Dogs, but. It should be good. Um, Melbourne's first game back at their home ground, which 
will be exciting for Storm fans. I agree with you. I think the Bulldogs, but, um, yeah, I think they're going to get spanked. I certainly expected the Bulldogs to show a bit more fight in round one. I don't know whether that's just uh, wishful thinking on their part, but, you know, it doesn't seem like it's all kind of clicking at the moment. Maybe mm. they just need a few more weeks, but I think Melbourne's too tough a challenge. I think there was just so much hype around the Bulldogs and their signings and, yeah, coming into the season, but Manly just called their bluff. Manly killed it against them and I think just put them on the back foot for the whole 80 minutes. The thing about the Bulldogs is that there was so much hype about their signings and all these youngsters coming through last year as well and they just didn't really deliver on it in 2022 and I guess they're acting like Cameron Serrato might be the difference this year but he's untested as a head coach and there's going to be a lot of pressure on him right from the outset especially with that long-term deal that he signed. So, um, yeah, I think a tough road ahead for the Bulldogs, still a long way to go. And I think we've got to remember that, like, Cameron Serraldo, this is his first head coaching gig. Like, he's coming from working under Ivan Cleary, so we can't really expect miracles overnight. But like you said, Lachlan, I think the expectation for him to sort of come and save the day was placed on the Bulldogs and, I don't know, Second round, we'll see. We'll see if they, but this week, I don't think so. It's not their week. Uh, Melbourne should get home comfortably. I think they'll probably lift a step after last week, even though they weren't really that good. Uh, Canterbury with Matt Burden, I don't know about that, the, the thing with him at 5-8. I think I was telling you a few boys this last week, if it wasn't for like those big spiral bombs he puts up, would anyone really notice him being at 5-8? Because his kicking game's a bit average and he doesn't really take the line or provide anything. And he was... Pretty awful last week. I'm not going to lie. Like, he threw a lot of stupid passes that didn't really hit the mark. And obviously, that last one he threw straight to Cherry Evans. So, yeah, I don't know. I think his best position is probably at preferred to be at center. And I think Canterbury need a sign to decent halves if they want to really shake the compound. Yeah, fair call. Great observation. Great. Thanks, guys. Uh, the next matchup we've got is Tigers versus Knights. Lachlan, give us your uh, preview. It's over at Leichhardt Oval. It's another Sunday um, afternoon in the sun, uh, melting and um, amongst many people dying to see a win from the Tigers. What is your preview for this match? Yeah, it will be a bit of um, deja vu for the Tigers, two weeks in a row on a Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt, but they'll certainly be hoping for a different result. I think for both the Tigers and the Knights, their round one performances were definitely something to forget. Uh, (laughs) Newcastle really wasted a lot of chances against the Warriors and didn't really show much. Um, And the Tigers, they were just, they were terrible, really. They had all the ball. They had uh, all the passes going behind, showed nothing in attack despite opportunity after opportunity. And so both teams really going to be looking to bounce back and show that, you know, all the work in the off-season has has been for something. The big call last week was Api Curacao moving to the bench for the Tigers. That We saw that that worked really well with Penrith last year, but I'm not sure that's the right way to go with the Tigers set up at the moment. But So he's been named as the starting hooker for this weekend with Jake Simpkin off the bench. For the moment, Sean Bloor has still been named despite failing HIA last weekend. 
and young stuff, Noel Pole has been dropped in favour of Alex Safarth, which uh, will add some experience into their New South Wales Cup side at least, but uh, it's an interesting decision and Alex Safarth really need to fight to keep that position on the bench as well. Otherwise, for the Knights, uh, Lachlan Miller was pretty impressive at fullback, I think, in that first round for someone who hasn't been in the game for so long. He has a few things that he needs to work out, um, but I think that will just come with time. He has a lot of potential, and um, I think the Knights would do well to lock him up for a while. Uh, Dane Gagai is back. He's a big inclusion. He always lifts the team, I think. Uh, he's got a lot of experience now. He's one of the most experienced players in that team. And that back line is actually looking pretty good for the Knights at the moment. We'll see how Kalen Ponga can do at 5'8". Obviously, he had that disappointment towards the end of last last game with a HIA and being forced off the field with 10 minutes to go. So he'll be looking to bounce back from that. Otherwise, uh, not much team news. Jack Johns yeah, will come off the bench. He's a pretty promising uh, and experienced player. And uh, we'll see how what he can show on the big stage. I reckon both teams have a lot to play for. And I think the Tigers might just edge them, but I am a bit biased, so we'll see. So I was there at that match on Sunday. There were a lot of moments, you're right, when um, Tigers had possession. I mean, like, even when you look at the statistics from the match, possession, line breaks, everything, but just no points to show for it. Um, And I remember even down one end um, of the field where we were looking and then there was that big kick that went up and there was about five of them standing around just looking at the ball. No one even decided to make a play for it. So, I mean, you know, frustrating. I cheered for them, Lachlan, like you told me to. Um, After that particular moment, I perhaps quietened down a little bit. Titans certainly brought it to that game. Um, But, you know, I I think I am going to buy tickets again to go to the match this Sunday and see whether, um, you know, they learn from a lot of the mistakes um, that that they uh, made on Sunday. This one's a hard one. It's sort of, I feel the same way, like the Broncos and Cowboys game. I sort of can't decide who to go with my heart kind of says the Knights only I love Jack Johns and I'm excited that he's on the bench but yeah I don't know maybe Tigers can redeem themselves from last week having Appy obviously starting this week might add a bit of difference yeah I don't know if they don't pick up their game it's kind of which one's gonna be worse not which one's gonna win so Hopefully it's not like that. Hopefully they do put on a good show and both really go out there and give it their all. I think I want to go to the Tigers, um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've got Tigers in a close one. I think they're both pretty poor, but I just think Coruscant starting probably get the one. Pretty evenly matched as well. I mean, like, they've both had, like, five losses. Mm. Um, they're kind of 50-50 when it comes to their performance even against each other. Actually, Clemmer was a big impact on the day, I noticed, when he did get the ball in his hands. Uh, so, you know, if they make, obviously, the most of him um, a little bit more as well, and uh, I think they might see some results, like, going their way a little bit better. I think um, that Clemmer and Hastings swap deal over the off-season, that um, I think will be a good idea to keep our eyes on both of those players. They'll certainly have points to prove, especially in front of a very vocal crowd at, at Leichhardt. So uh could get a bit fiery, maybe not from Hastings, but um, yeah, we'll see. 
I'm going to go Knights. You've convinced me, Lachlan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and another, another interesting thing about this game, which um, I think Lane just touched on, is that they've played it, They've played each other 34 times, these two clubs, and they're, they're even on 17 wins apiece at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Just Tiebreaker. Uh, yeah. This will be a good one. For the next matchup we've got, um, and it's the last one for the round, after being rested last week, the Dragons are coming out to play against the Titans. So they're at Cogra Oval. So we were all a bit um, hesitant about what the Dragons are going to show up like in previous weeks, and I guess now we'll, we'll get an actual look at them. And the Titans, we touched on them a little bit in the last preview. They did get the win over Tigers in the first round, but... It wasn't very impressive from my perspective, at least. I think they've got a lot to work on. Um, but a bit of relief for for them this afternoon. Kieran Foran's been named at 5.8, despite him having some injury problems towards the back end of that game. He seems to, to be playing well for the Gold Coast, which is certainly good for them. He's a very important signing and in a very important position with um, Tanner Boyd in the halves. Um, for the Dragons, there's been a bit in the media recently about Talatau Amon, and he's now been picked on the extended bench, so he hasn't been named in the 17 despite being cleared to play, but we might see him later on in the season. Otherwise, Toby Couchman will make his debut off the bench, and not many other changes. Jack Bird will come back in. Jack DeBellin's still out, so a few little little change-ups in the forward pack, but yeah. From what we see, what we saw in the trials, and what we've heard over the preseason, but I think these teams are really, really going to have to give it a red hot crack this weekend, and I think they will. I think they'll both bring it. I reckon the Dragons will get the win, despite me backing them for the wooden spoon. All the media has been against them, and this might be their week to start their season on a high. I hope for their sake that they can. I don't think they're going to be able to do it, and. Um might take them a little bit to sort of find their feet. Um, so I'm going to go the Titans, but, yeah, could go either way. I'm going the Titans too. I think they're in a bit of a mood. I think coming off last week will be good for them. They've also got Toby Sexton as a reserve. Yeah, I pick St George for the wooden spoon and I don't think they're going to do any good actually. Sorry, Dragons fans. But no, I think Titans have got it. 16-10 I've got. Uh, I think St. George with Ben Hunt coming, or Ben Hunt should is like their main go forward. So if he has a good game, I think they can really give it a shake up. But yeah, I think as in the charity shield, if you're going to go based on that performance, they're not that good. And I think, yeah, Titans should probably continue from last week. The Titans looked pretty good last week, uh, I've got to say. Um, they just turned up on the field looking a lot more ready than the Tigers did. They were able to, you know, turn a lot into points despite, you know, Looking at, again, the statistics again on both sides, they did um, less work and yet they got more points in the very end. So uh, um, I, I, I don't think it will be the same when they uh, go against the Dragons. I think we're all pretty in agreement that uh, Dragons just want to silence all the critics and come away with a win. Um, and I think we were perhaps a little bit scathing ourselves in our uh, predictions of where they'll end up um, at the end of the, the season. 
And there you have it, guys. That's the show. Thank you, Gabby, Emma, Lachlan, and Anthony. That's our panel and our show. Thanks also for tuning in. Hoping you can tune in regularly, subscribe, download our episodes, and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Of course, we have other socials in which you can reach us. You can find details about our hosts on our website at mojosports.com.au with all their handles on social media to reach out to them. Until next episode, please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Are you wearing a dolphin shirt now? It looks like the same colour. I am actually. It's a... (laughs) (laughs) Converted! (laughs) See you later, tigers. (laughs) Even in the flick. Mm.